many of us would have a sense of what it looks and feels like to be physically well. Perhaps we think of it as having a level of aerobic fitness or being in a medically healthy weight range, or perhaps we think of it as getting enough sleep and not being ill. And when we get off track, we probably have an idea of what it takes to become physically well again. But do you have a similar sense of what it looks and feels like to be financially well? And do you know the most important areas to focus on if you or someone you care about wants to be more financially well? Hi, this is Matt Hearn, and welcome to Money for Life, where I blend insights from social science and personal finance to explore how you can get more happiness from your money and afford a life that lights you up. Financial well-being is part of the domain called environment in the World Health Organization's Quality of Life Framework, which I've been exploring in the last two episodes. And financial well-being is one of the basics that when not covered can drag down our quality of life and negate the effect of any happiness boosters. That's because not being financially well can feel like we may not be able to afford basic human needs for survival and security, those lower layers of what's become known as Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. It feels like we can't afford our essentials, and that can trigger a lot of stress. So investing in improving your financial well-being, I believe, is money well spent for your happiness and your quality of life. Financial well-being is different to financial literacy and financial capability, and sometimes they get a bit confused. I think of financial literacy as being what you know and understand about money and financial concepts. But knowing is not doing, though, and that is where financial capability comes in. Financial capability is about our financial decisions and our behaviours with money. Even smart, well-educated people often have unhealthy financial habits and make seemingly dumb financial decisions. Because after all, we are all human, including me. So I think of financial well-being as being the result or outcome of our financial decisions and behaviours. So said another way, I think of financial literacy is what we know about how money works, financial capability as being our skills and expertise in applying what we know about money, And that together can lead to being financially well and to financially flourishing. And using your money to flourish is what I hope this Money for Life podcast will help you achieve. So let's have a look at what it looks like to be financially well. In recent years, several definitions have emerged of financial well-being from researchers across the world. Since late 2017, the Australian government's financial capability strategy has used this following definition for financial well-being. They define financial well-being as being when a person is able to meet expenses and has some money left over, is in control of their finances, and feels financially secure now and in the future. So captured in that definition, you might have heard that there are three dimensions of what they feel it looks like to be financially well. The first was meeting expenses and having some money left over, so savings. The second dimension was being in control of your money. And the third was a feeling financially secure. And for each of those dimensions, they add It's now and in the future. Based on my 20 years of working as a financial planner and money coach, some of the behaviours or capabilities that can lead to financial wellbeing that I've observed include things like saving for rather than paying off items. And because of that, you then earning interest rather than paying interest. Because the more interest that you earn, the more money you've got to afford a life that lights you up. And that leads to a result of being debt-free rather than living a debt-fueled lifestyle. And, you are, and people who have financial well-being are more methodical with their money and less impulsive. I've also noticed that when people are feeling financially well, they tend to feel like they're getting ahead rather than just getting by. And those feelings of stress, struggle, and overwhelm in relation to money often get replaced by feelings of ease and clarity of what to do and confidence in affording the experiences that matter most to them. So I'm curious, for you, 
having now heard of those characteristics of what it looks and feels like to be financially well, and if you're thinking about financial well-being as a continuum rather than a, a switch of on or off, you're either well or not well, so think of it as a continuum, how would you rate your current financial well-being? Perhaps rate it out of a score of five, where zero is low financial well-being, and five is where you feel in control of your money, that you're meeting expenses with some left over, and feeling financially secure now in the future. So if you're able to, pause the playback now and rate your financial well-being out of five. How'd you go? Now that you have an idea of what financial well-being looks like, let's explore what it would take to improve your financial well-being above the score you gave yourself. But first, I just want to reiterate that since money is one of the key facilitators of a life we love and the experiences that light us up, it really makes sense to at least invest in being financially well. That's how you can afford a life that lights you up. Now, since financial well-being is a continuum, there's a journey that you go through to achieve well-being. And I think of that journey as having three stages, and there's fuzzy boundaries between each of the three stages. The first stage I define as being survival. The second stage as security, and the third as well-being. And depending upon which stage you fit into most of the time, there are different actions that are best for you to focus on, where you're going to get the, you could say, the best bang for your buck for your focus. And those actions that you're focusing on become a foundation for the actions to focus on at the next stage. So if right now you're living pay to pay or worry about money daily, then you're probably in the first stage feeling like you're in survival mode. And that's not a great feeling. In survival stage, your priority action is control. What you need to do is invest in learning a budgeting system that helps you stop going backwards every pay and stop being caught out by unexpected expenses. There are three key elements to a good budgeting system that helps you get control. They are priorities, plan, and a process. The priorities element is where you spend your money to get the most meaning and joy, informed by social science. And that's really what this podcast, Money for Life, is about. The plan is the guide to you of how much you can afford to spend on each of those priorities. And the process is how you stick to the plan with minimal reliance on willpower. A budgeting system without each of those three key elements is missing something. For example, without a plan of what's affordable, you can end up overspending on your priorities, which can mean you miss out on other experiences that also matter. And without a process of how you're gonna stick to the plan, you can really easily get off track because the forces of our consumer culture are actually designed to pull you off track and to spend in ways that they want rather than what's in your best interest. And if you don't have a real sense of the purpose of money in your life, you can end up with a plan and a process, but charging right down a pathway of earning and spending that turns out to be quite unfulfilling to you. So if you feel that the stage of survival is where you're at and that that action of getting control may be relevant to you, then check out my free course on my website, which is called Six Key Ingredients to Saving More While Still Enjoying Life. In that course, I expand on those three elements of a good budgeting system to help you get control. Visit my website, matthearn.com.au to subscribe for free. Once you're in control of your day-to-day money decisions, you're not going to be worrying about money every day. You're going to begin to feel like you're getting ahead and being consistently saving every single pay. And that is a really solid foundation for you to move on to the security stage, that second stage in the well-being journey. As you move into the security stage, you may be saving money most pay cycles, but too often unexpected expenses are going to arise that eat away into your savings. Well, that's what you might be experiencing anyway. And so if you're zooming out on a year-by-year basis, you still look like you're not getting ahead and feel like you're not getting ahead. So while you're not necessarily worrying about money daily because you've got control, about once a month you're worrying about money because those unexpected expenses are arising. 
in that security stage, your focus needs to be on building contingencies. So that will, because those contingencies will enable you to absorb any unforeseen expenses, you know, like a pandemic or any other misfortune. There are a few ways to build your contingencies, including you know, earning more or as you earn more, set aside any extra income that you do earn into another account rather than adding it to your lifestyle and growing your lifestyle. You can look around your house and sell any unused and unwanted items and also continue with that budgeting system of getting control and find more ways to save on your everyday spending. With your contingency fund, I recommend that you have a target of having enough to cover three months of your total living costs. And ideally, I recommend you have at least enough to cover six months of living costs. Now, I know that seems a lot. Many people screw up their face whenever I say that amount. But the pandemic has demonstrated to us that even six months of contingency savings may not be enough to give you that sense of confidence. As your savings are slowly building from those behaviours, your money time horizon will also be increasing. You'll go from being focused pay to pay through being able to look year to year and then ultimately being able to look beyond that to more long term. And at that point that your horizon is increasing, you're entering the well-being stage. As you enter the well-being stage, your best focus then is to focus on broader planning of your overall financial situation, with the aim being to ensure that you're on track for all of your important goals, not just the ones in the next couple of years, but between now and you know, ultimately being able to quit work on your terms and beyond that into your legacy. So start planning to be on track to afford a life that lights you up. So just to recap now, the three well-being stages are survival, security, and well-being. And the three priority actions in each of those stages in order are control, contingencies, and planning. Now, beyond those three stages of the financial well-being journey are two other stages that altogether I refer to as the money for life journey. If you think of the three well-being stages as the basics for quality of life, the next two stages are the boosters that are going to take you from well-being to flourishing. And those two booster stages are fulfillment and, of course, flourishing. So if those two are stages of interest, then please do subscribe to this podcast because helping you financially flourish is what the Money for Life podcast is all about. Next episode, I'm going to delve into another of the World Health Organization's quality of life domains. If you'd like some extra guidance to improve your financial well-being and afford a life that lights you up, then as I mentioned earlier, check out my free course, Six Key Ingredients to Saving More While Still Enjoying Life, which you can get for free on my website, matthern.com.au. I'm Matt Hearn, and this is Money for Life. Who do you know that would like to feel less stressed and more confident with their money? Please share this episode with them so they too can afford a life that lights them up.